What are the top global privacy concerns as we go into 2013? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm here with part two of our legal roundtable, a discussion of 2013's top information security, risk management, and privacy concerns as expressed by three top attorneys, David Nevetta, Ronald Rather, and Lisa Soto. In part one, we reviewed the top security issues of 2012. As we pick up this discussion, the conversation turns to privacy. Lisa, what do you see as today's biggest threats to privacy? Well, not to harp on the same theme, but the question really does call for a similar response, and that is security vulnerabilities, I think, remain the biggest threat to privacy. If we think about privacy as the appropriate use of data, we can't even get to that question unless we can be sure that the data is appropriately safeguarded and that the integrity of of data is remaining intact. So we have perpetrators who really are criminals, specifically targeting people's data, seeking to commit identity theft and account fraud. I think that theme will certainly be continued in the mobile arena. And so, you know, now we're operating using four by four inch screens. And the same security measures are not necessarily as appropriate on the smaller devices as on the bigger devices, but I think we really don't have a sense of how to protect the mobile devices as well as we do the larger devices. So I do think that mobile threats are going to be a theme that we're going to be hearing a lot of in the future. We also are talking, so now shifting a little bit away from data security, we're talking uh, a lot in the privacy world about data uses by very legitimate actors that people may find offensive. So, for example, online behavioral advertising where your activity is being tracked across various websites as you're using your computer so that a profile is being formed about your IP address and you can then receive presumably ads that are targeted to your interests. So we're hearing a lot about online behavioral advertising or targeted marketing. And of course, this is being done so that companies can market more effectively. It's not a question of stealing data, having to use data uh, for identity theft purposes. The other big theme that we're hearing a lot about this year is the, the concept of big data. Now, big data is interesting. It's It's not so very different from what we've been talking about for many years, which which is data analytics. But the concept of big data really is data analytics on steroids. And the use of data to analyze everything under the sun. So considering issues using your instincts, yes, and then also backing that up with actual data and statistics. So the data mining that we're seeing now is just enormously complex, uh, very, very sophisticated, and the results are sometimes quite surprising. So when we see something backed up by the data, now, why is this an issue? In order to do the, the deep data mining and deep analytics, we have to have a lot of data. So the volume of, of data that companies are amassing or purchasing is just absolutely out of whack with what had been maintained in the past by entities. And certainly the amount of data that we're producing as a society is is extraordinary. And there are some statistics out there that, that make your head spin. 
I'd to add to the, just on the big data issue, uh, one of the key factors that uh, privacy advocates are concerned about is is not only the ability to crunch numbers on, on vol- large volumes of data, but the, con- the combination of data from a lot of different sources now that is being crunched in, in a way that you know allows organizations to know uh, such detail about their customers to the point of you know, when you go to Target all of a sudden and you're and you're pregnant and you haven't told anyone. You're getting ads for certain pregnancy-related types of products. So it's evolving not only from the online world, but it's going, and I think part of that's with mobile devices and mobility, but the offline world as well. And so um, online, offline mobility all combining together such that you could argue essentially everything we do on some level is being recorded and analyzed, and and the feedback is is typically advertisements or massive profiles about ourselves. Lisa, how have you seen privacy legislation evolve this year? Interestingly, in the U.S., I would argue that it hasn't. We've talked ourselves silly for the last few years. Last year, there were over a dozen pieces of, of federal legislation introduced, and still we have very, very little. I think we are now consistently out of step with the rest of the world. So outside the United States is a completely different story. And what we're seeing are enormous numbers of of legislation, privacy legislation passing generally in the form of uh, comprehensive omnibus data protection legislation. So even in in places outside of the usual uh, suspect countries like the U.S., Europe, Canada, we're seeing new laws uh, passed in the Philippines and Singapore. This year, Taiwan's and and Malaysia's laws became effective. And, and of course, the biggest story is the draft EU regulation. This is truly a seismic shift uh, in the data protection world. We've been operating under the EU data protection directive since the the 1990s. And now there is a new proposal to, uh, to change the rules from a directive which needs needs to be implemented in each of the 27 member states into law to a regulation which would be a single rule that would be binding on all the EU member states. And there are many pieces of the EU regulation that are quite controversial. For example, there is a proposal right now to require 24-hour notification of data breaches and also a proposal to uh, to uh, for enforcement purposes to uh, impose a fine of up to 2% of annual uh, turnover, annual revenues on a company if there's a violation of the data protection rules. I agree with Lisa that in the U.S., uh, the the progress in actually getting some legislation that's going to pass has been anemic, uh, really. It's just about talking uh, back and forth, and and the interest groups on both sides are entrenched in many ways. Uh, It's unclear whether we'll ever have it. Uh, on a kind of a, a universal basis in the U.S. What I do see, though, again, it goes back to the regulators. The regulators themselves um, actually taking action and putting out guidance documents or requiring certain types of, uh, for instance, California privacy policies for mobile devices. Uh, it doesn't have the force of, a law, force of law that a you know, particular statute might have. Uh, and even if it's called a guidance document, uh, it, it still has impact uh, in terms of legal standards. I think the biggest activity or the biggest area where you are actually finding legal obligations uh, starting to arise is coming out of the regulatory side of, of the equation, not the legislative side. And this has been going on for a while. I, I think for organizations out there trying to figure out where they need to be in terms of compliance, it, it makes it difficult to know, you know how 
to react to and to how to implement potentially these guidance documents and these legislative or these regulatory dictates. You know, that continues to go forward, and I think probably in the near future it's probably going to be the case that regulators are driving the agenda, not the legislators at the end of the day. Lisa, final question on privacy. What are the issues that you're watching most as we head into 2013? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I think the the EU regulation uh, is absolutely on the top of everybody's radar screen. We need to watch that carefully, and we also need to watch privacy legislation in in other countries around the globe. Certainly China's been talking about passing an omnibus privacy law for several years now, and that certainly will be a, a dramatic change when that happens. We're also expecting this year new HIPAA regulations to uh, to come out of the Department of Health and Human Services. We've been waiting for for those regulations for months or years now. So I do expect those to uh, to be coming soon and I think there's there are going to be serious consequences for the uh, healthcare industry and those that service the healthcare industry, the, the service providers that work with healthcare entities. In addition, we're expecting a uh, change in the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. So we're expecting new regulations to be issued with respect to COPA, and certainly that is uh, long overdue because uh, the the landscape has changed so dramatically since COPA was, was first enacted now many moons ago. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think the, the mobile environment is really changing the way we think about privacy, certainly the idea of providing an appropriate notice on a mobile device as to a company's information practices and attempting to get uh, informed consent on a four-by-four-inch screen is an antiquated concept. So I think we will we will see that the the, the typical the, the historically accepted notice and choice paradigm uh, shifting over the next few years. And as others have also mentioned, I think I think enforcement is a we're seeing a huge shift in the enforcement landscape. The regulators really are taking the lead. The states are very active now. So not only is the FTC enormously active, but state AGs also are seeing this as an area uh, where they want to play in a big way. Uh, and of course, it, it plays right into their constituencies because nobody's against privacy. So it works very well for state AGs to uh, to be pushing along these lines. With respect to the FTC, we will be seeing the appointment of a new chairman and also a new head of consumer protection. The, the chairman has announced that he's leaving and the, uh, head of, the current head of the Consumer Protection Bureau, David Gladick, also is uh, anticipated to move on. So I think we're going to be very much reacting to the new appointments and that those are going to be very important appointments. And then finally, I would I would point to plaintiffs' lawyers as um, as an area to watch. Plaintiffs' lawyers have been bombarding the courts uh, with privacy and data security cases, and uh, certainly there has been a, a a slow but very steady shift in how courts are responding to these cases, and they are now moving. They are not being stopped at the pleading stage. So, we will be watching those cases in 2013. And that concludes part two of our legal roundtable. Please stay tuned for part three, in which we discuss fraud trends in legislation. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.